Fifteen years ago this month, the Cato Institute launched the Cato Daily Podcast, and to mark the occasion, we're hoping to give you a token of our appreciation and ask a small favor. Visit cato.org slash cdp15 to get a pair of vinyl Cato Daily Podcast stickers in the mail and give one of them to a friend who might enjoy timely libertarian perspectives on issues of the day. That website, again, is cato.org slash cdp15. And now more than ever, thank you for listening. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The misunderstandings on the right about immigration almost mirror those on the left about guns. Cato's Trevor Burris believes these issues show how our perspectives can be marred by a lack of understanding, which can harden into a lack of compassion. We spoke last week. Yeah, it's something that I've pointed out for a very long time and it's sometimes people are like, oh, yeah, that that's a good point. It doesn't seem to really change anyone's mind about things. But I mean, the first the first commonality is obvious. Uh, immigration and guns are are very big political totems that are important signaling devices, which is one reason why I think the irrationality is high on both sides of this. Um, you know, t- people debate tax policy, but I don't think it, it creates the same kind of fervency that guns and immigration does. So that's like the first one. Uh, but the second one is the anecdotal source of the way that these the conversations happen. So especially during the Trump administration, but still to this day, if an immigrant commits a crime, so take the Boston bombers or take the San Bernardino uh, uh, crime there, um, then they look to how the immigrant got into the country and call that a loophole. Um, so, fam- so quote unquote chain migration, family visas. Uh, the Boston bombers were asylees, and so then they have to close that loophole to protect Americans. Um, now, of course, same exact thing happens when there is ever a mass shooting. They look at what gun was used by by the killer and how they how he got the gun, and then say that's a loophole that we have to close. Now, what they ignore on the broader there's the broader data. Say, so take quote unquote assault weapons that you know are not necessary to commit a mass shooting and overall actually kill very, very few people a year compared to, say, handguns. Um, and if you look at immigrant crime rates, as we know, as, as our colleague Alex Narasta has pointed out many times, immigrants do not commit more crime than natives. Um, and you know, if you say chain migration is a problem, uh, well, again, there's no reason to believe that people who come in through a family visa generally commit crimes. Um, but nevertheless, you'll hear any immigrant people say, you know, Katie Steinle is one person they always bring up, killed by an immigrant, got to close that loophole, got to stop the assault weapons. And then, you know, of course, this is the interesting thing where ignoring the fact that, yes, no one ever said that a gun would not be used in a crime. You can use any gun to commit a crime. And no one ever said that immigrants would not sometimes commit crimes. So you have to look at the broader picture. Um, now, unfortunately, they're deeply ignorant, both sides, the anti-gun and the anti-immigrants. I tend to be deeply immigrant about what the actual numbers are. Uh, in the gun world, that's really, really profound. Uh, in a recent survey, uh, a quarter of respondents answered that they thought that mass shootings were the most the the biggest source of gun deaths in America, which is so wrong. It's like hard to wrap your brain around. It's, we're talking about fewer than 2% or 1% of gun deaths through quote-unquote mass shootings. However, def- how are we defined? I think that doesn't matter. The biggest source of shootings or gun deaths are suicides um, with handguns. So that ignorance, and, and then of course on the immigrant side, this idea that immigrants commit a lot of crime, the rapists and murderers narrative that was pushed by Trump, uh, is extremely prominent on the right, um, and even though it's also incorrect. 
Look at this bowl of Skittles, Trevor. If just one of these Skittles is poisoned, do you want to eat from this bowl of Skittles? <laughs> I think yes. that was Donald Trump Jr. actually it sending was. that message out about immigrants. And it's just like, what if the Skittles are Americans? Yeah. I mean, and that's an old, very you know, racially charged uh, idea that has been repackaged at different times uh, with this idea. But that would be the same thing. It's like, if you think about the way an anti-immigrant person says, they kind of say, well, why don't we even need immigrants? You know, they like in the same way that an anti-gun person would be like, well, why do you even need an assault weapon? And to the anti-gun person, this the assault weapon is is a scary immigrant that would be to the anti-immigration person. Uh, and so the other real big commonality here, because of this difficulty, right? So quote unquote, these are all quotes that not what I believe, but good immigrants and bad immigrants, however defined, often look very similar. Uh, if they're an illegal immigrant, if they're an immigrant who's going to commit crimes, then they often look very similar. Good guns and bad guns, also in quotes, also look very similar. Like someone who has an assault weapon and they only go hunting with it, um, and someone who is going to commit mayhem with it, very hard to figure out which one's which. That means that trying to enforce these laws means that you're going to wrap up a bunch of good guns and good immigrants while trying to find the bad guns and bad immigrants. Again, all that in scare quotes, um, which means that because there are people, you know, these are not obvious on their face. So the policies you have to put in place are going to be dragnet, civil liberties destroying policies. Stop and frisk for Mayor Bloomberg was very, very similar to the kind of CBP patrols we saw under Trump where CBP would stop a bus and get onto it and check everyone's immigration status. Uh, that was an anti-immigrant measure. We don't want immigrants in our whatever city. And so therefore, we're going to drag net civil liberties destroying thing. And that's exactly what Bloomberg did with stop and frisk defying guns. And that's never really appreciated. That's what is actually required if you go about this. Now, of course, both sides then come in and say, well, you need to get control of the gun problem or the immigration problem. So the immigration problem is getting control means building a wall, real ID, checking everyone's immigration status. So a massive system of monitoring and keeping out in order to of get all control Americans. of all Americans. Yes. And, and uh, Chandran Kukathis, uh, who will be on a Free Thoughts episode in a, in a few weeks, has a book about this. Immigration controls are primary, primarily put onto natives. They're primarily things that tell you you can't hire people or you can't marry people or like that's primarily what happens, right? So all Americans have to endure this. Now, when it comes to guns, the same thing. We have to get control of the gun problem, which means we have to close any loophole in background checks, uh, close, say, the gun, sh the gun show loophole, register guns, people who want to register guns, which is like real ID, but for guns. But we don't know where the guns are. And we also don't know where the illegal immigrants are. Uh, so we have the exact same problem of how we're going to, quote unquote, get control. And it ends up being a massive civil liberties violations across the board of people who are law-abiding Americans on for either immigrants or guns. Yeah, that's a, that's a really underappreciated element of of both of these things. Like the overwhelming majority of guns in the United States will not be used in a in a crime. It's actually a vanishingly small percentage. And uh for so you've implicated all of the legitimate legal uh gun owners out there in in this this problem that involves a relatively small number of guns and for the purposes of Americans who have rights. Uh the same is true uh, of immigrants. That is, if, if I want to engage in a, in, in a contract with somebody and you preemptively say, oh, no, the, this, this group of people is not available to you for the purposes of contracting, well, you've implicated my rights as well. 
it's a very important point, and I highly recommend Chandra Kukatha's book. Um, and you know, it's interesting too with you. You take a step back about you say that we want to get control of these, and we want to stop people from hiring immigrants or purchasing guns or something like that. This usually, when you focus on just the gun, and this is what I say all the time in the gun control debate. When you really think about, when you say, why are you focusing on guns and not why people use, misuse guns, right? So I always say the drug war will do more to lower gun deaths than any gun policy you could possibly imagine. The same goes for immigration. Why are you focusing on the immigration and you're not focusing on like the causes of illegal immigration? You're just focused on illegal immigrants. But one of the reasons we have illegal immigration is when we have a broken immigration system that no one can use. So rather than focusing on fixing the immigration system, we just focus on illegal immigrants in the same way that rather than focusing on why people obtain guns to go commit mayhem and violence, we just focus on the gun, really not getting to the core of the problem. The final commonality, which is actually, I think, uh, the most interesting one in some way, because it's why the debates are so difficult. The primary benefit of both having a gun and immigration are not recognized as even a benefit by the anti-gun or anti-immigrant crowd. So I always say the primary benefit, I mean, although Americans, America benefits from immigration in, in huge ways, uh, the way we benefit from you know, more workers, more fellow citizens, more diversity, uh, more restaurants, all that stuff, that pales in comparison to how much immigration benefits the immigrant. The pri and for me, everything else is detail. Like you, you can increase your living standard by an average of four times by just moving to America. If you're coming from Haiti, it would be even more, right? That's to me what's amazing about immigration is helping these people out. Anti-immigrant people don't really regard that as a benefit, uh, partially because they don't really care that much about immigrants and partially because they think that they hurt America and it's not our job to help them out, basically. We didn't do anything to their country, so it's not our job to help them out. So it's very hard to talk to an anti-immigrant person and say, what about the benefit to the immigrant and have them recognize that as important at all? On the gun control side, you say, what is the primary benefit of having guns? Self-defense. People use guns a lot for self-defense in America, probably about a million times a year is like a pretty conservative average guess. Tell someone who's a gun control, anti-gun person, that fact, the million times a year people defend themselves with guns, and they regard that as a demonstration of how broken America is because of our gun culture. They don't think that's a benefit. They think that that shows that we're Wild West, we have too many guns, people are only defending themselves with guns because they're being attacked by guns, which is not true. Um, so they would just like to actually see people, fewer people defend themselves with guns as an indication that the that America looks more like they wish it would look. And that, so it, it's very difficult on both these sides to, to win or even get through to them when they do not recognize the primary benefit of both an immigrant and owning a gun. Trevor Burris is a research fellow at the Cato Institute. It's our 15th anniversary at the Cato Daily Podcast. In appreciation to our listeners, we have a small gift for you. Visit cato.org slash cdp15 to learn more.